What's left it. to cover? Oh, there's there's just one, one thing. I'm little. pretty sure. I mean, we've got we've done footy, we've done uh, A League, we've done basketball, we've done cricket. Is there something else we're missing? Um, only the biggest world event. Only the biggest one of ever, and it's been fantastic. Australia are out. The Socceroos lost to Argentina. They lost to Lionel Messi. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, it was an amazing performance by them. Let's yep. let's be clear because they were sensational. Uh, but let's cross live to Doha, our good friend for being sports. He's covering the World Cup for well for everyone, Everybody. everyone, every organisation on the planet. Uh, he's uh, he's helping them out, and that's Adriano Del Monte. G'day, Adriano. How are you guys? Good to be with you. Oh, thank you for joining us, mate. I know you're an incredibly busy man, so uh, appreciate you giving us some of your time. Um, tell us uh, tell us about the tournament and um, how thrilling it is that we're down to the final final eight, and um, it should be a thrilling quarterfinals and the rest of the tournament. We are. It's been a, it's been a very good tournament. It's my, personally my third World Cup and has been a very unique tournament. Obviously, basically eight stadiums within forty to fifty minutes of each other. It's I've never seen anything like it in terms of a sporting event like this. So it's been great to cover. It's been great to be back. I actually used to live out here, so it's been very nice to be back in Qatar. And obviously now we're down to the final eight. A lot of quality about probably well Morocco the one surprise, but with exception to Morocco, you've got really the top seven nations there still participating so really anyone can still win it and the Socceroos were amazing but in the end just short against the, one of the favourites in Messi and Argentina but so far so good. Just just quickly just back on to uh, what you said before about growing up in Qatar <laughs> what was that like? I spent I spent a couple of years out here working actually I, oh. this was basically the country that Gave me my opportunity to first work at an international level in TV broadcast, being sports, a network that has basically rapidly grown into all corners of the globe over the last decade. And they were very fortunate. I was very fortunate that they identified me from uh, their base in Miami. And very shortly after, I was living in Miami, and very shortly after, they invited me to move to headquarters here in Qatar. So, yeah, really the, op- the opportunity to return to, to where it all began has been personally very special. So out here, been out here for a month, a couple more weeks to go, and it's been very nice to reconnect with the place that gave me my start. And as far as the, it was here, mate, as far as the tournament's gone so far, obviously, yeah, Morocco knocking out uh, Spain, but left with the big guns, uh, what, what can what can we expect to come? I think, uh, look, big guns, there's going to be some, some classic, particularly semi-finals to come. Uh, I think the quality of some of these top nations is as good as we've seen. Uh, and I think either way, there's going to be... Uh, this World Cup will be remembered for, for, for the winner because it's going to be an epic story either way. Obviously, there are legends coming to the end. There are some young stars making their names. And I think either way, there's going to be a special story about this World Cup final in, in Qatar. Obviously, Kieran Mbappe is a player who, for me, is taking himself to the best player in the world, the undisputed best player in the world, given what he's been able to do mm. here in this tournament. And then obviously the, the fairy tale careers of Ronaldo and Messi coming to an end. Can one of them cap it off? It's, uh, it, it, look, it's going to be a dramatic finale, no doubt about that. And what have we made of uh, Ronaldo? Like, I think last night he didn't come on to the 73rd minute or, or something like that. Is it, um, why is that? Well, yeah, look, I've been fortunate to cover a lot of Ronaldo the last four or five years from my base in Italy, and he's 
the sad reality is is that he isn't at the level he once was. He's a fierce competitor, and that's why he has been so so dominant for two decades. But at this point, it just seems that at club and country level, the teams that play without him are just a little more. Well, they're, they're a little more united. They play. They play as a squad, and that's what we saw last night with Portugal. I was there pitch side of that match, and it was incredible to witness. Portugal have been a tip of mine to go to the final, basically from the start. And I really think that with Ronaldo in that form coming off the bench, I think that they have the quality to certainly get out of that half of the draw and go all the way to the final. So, look, for Ronaldo, it's going to be how does he handle himself. I really do hope, from a personal sense, that he can still make an impact and then make his mark on this tournament and hopefully score a decisive goal. But I think Portugal, from minute one in the remaining fixtures without him, are going to be better for it. Do we do we make anything of uh, the after the final whistle um, last night and him walking off by himself? Yeah, look, I I, I took a video of that, which has, has done the rounds a little bit. Look, I think with with that he did go to to celebrate with the fans first before his teammates. But at the end of the day, it's not a good look. The fact that he's walked off before the rest of the team, some defending him, saying you know he's he's letting those that that perform, celebrate with the fans, and that's not what it's about. It's about the squad, it's about the greater group, and uh, I think that's certainly what he needs to work on, because obviously that will now dominate the narrative in the lead-up to the quarterfinal against Morocco, and that's not going to positively impact his, his team or his squad in this case. So I, I do read into that. I think there are there are definitely problems, but hopefully with only a couple of weeks to go, it's, there's not enough time for it to really have an impact negatively on the squad. And if we can just go back to the uh, the, the Aussie group, yes, uh, obviously huge performance and something that uh, sort of you would have seen the scenes down here as well uh, captured the the nation. Yeah, it was amazing. Look, very special to to have covered the, the Australian games, particularly the two victories. Obviously, in, incredible given the fact that no one really gave Australia a chance of doing anything at this World Cup, let alone getting out of that very difficult group. And in the end, losing to, finishing second to France only on goal difference, it's quite incredible. So, look, it was it was phenomenal. My hope, though, as a, as a passionate supporter, fan, a broadcaster in the sport, fall back home is just that the momentum continues off the back of this World Cup. We've seen, on too many occasions, positive, positive things happening for the men's national team. And then it's just coming to nothing shortly after Asian Cup success, solid World Cup performances. So my hope is that this momentum continues and we see growth, progression, funding and everything and more coming in in the lead up to the next World Cup, which I'm sure Australia will be back at in 2026. And it must be a positive then that the uh, the Women's World Cup's coming to our shores. Yeah, absolutely. I personally can't wait for that. I've been doing a lot of work in the women's game with Optus the last few years and yeah looking forward to, to jumping on the pitch and being back home for, for a slightly extended period for the first time in a while and covering a, a major tournament like that I think the timing of that off the back of what the Socceroos have just done could not be any better and I think this is definitely an event that is going to to capture the attention of the nation obviously New Zealand as well and I'm really, really excited for that obviously our women's national team have had a, a lot more positivity around consistently in, in recent years. So I think it's going to be a great opportunity for them to have their opportunity to, to shine on the big stage and just for, for our country to, to host an event of this significance is a great stepping stone for the continual growth of the sport going forward.
Now it certainly is, and we uh, can't wait for it next year. We're talking to Adriano Del Monte from BN Sport and uh, does a fantastic uh, reporting all over the world. Uh, we're up to the quarterfinal stages, mate. Uh, huge games, but I think there's nothing bigger than the England-France one. Um, how do you think that'll go? Look, I, I really like France. Uh, France has been an incredible squad, obviously, coming in. They're the defending champions. They're without four or five of their top, top players through injury. So, again, people have their doubts, but I've covered France on a number of occasions here. Pitch side, they are, they are at another level. And it's quite incredible. As I mentioned, off the top, Mbappé is playing some absurd levels of football at the moment. He's unstoppable at his best. However, they come up against probably the most united squad from what I've seen in England and I saw this covering the Euros last year as well England they have the firepower they have the star power but they have they have a bond which I, I don't see in all the other teams and it was very similar in their run to the final in that competition so I certainly think that France will come in as favourites I certainly think they have the, the bigger names the, the better firepower especially up top with respect to the quality that England has. But I think this is definitely the tightest of the quarters. I will tip France, though, narrowly 2-1. I just think Mbappé will be unplayable, unstoppable, the confidence and form he's in at the moment. But certainly not once in this. Absolutely not. And yes. I've watched him as well, and he just seems to be enjoying it as much as anything, as as well as uh, concentrating. He's just smiling, he's embracing the crowds. Uh, yeah, he's, he's tremendous. No, he is. He is. Look, watching some of these players up close, Neymar is another one. That they play the sport at a completely different level. It's it's on their terms, at their pace. They enjoy their football. They're smiling when they play. It's it's at times too easy for them. And when they want to, they can click into gear and, and do whatever they want. And the, you know, the Messi's and Ronaldo's of this world in the same boat as well. So I really do think that that. A lot of England's hopes against France are going to fall on the manager, Gareth Southgate, and that's where I feel that England will be let down because I, I think that's their weakest area of their squad. A very deep squad, a very balanced squad, a very united squad. But when it comes to the tactical adjustments, to to react to reacting to situations and matches, that's where I feel Southgate can be let down. And I, I feel that England will put up a good fight, but in the end, a player of that quality in the form he's in at the moment We'll take a little bit more to stop. Oh, well, fantastic. Now, so, well, well, I don't know um, what your schedule's like, but we'd love to have you on again on our show. But uh, whose best is the best? And uh, at this stage, who wins it? Hello? James, it's been crazy this, this first period. But who goes on Who goes on to win it from here? It's very tough, but I think Brazil, for me, are, are the best team at the moment. My tip for the final is actually Brazil-Portugal. Right. So I'm, I'm envisaging a Brazil-Portugal final at this point. I, I really do feel that Portugal can go all the way and win it. I really do. But just based on what I've seen from the opening match day, I think Brazil quite clearly are the best group at this tournament. And we saw what they were able to do in the round of 16. If they can continue in that form, they're going to be very hard to stop. Oh, very good. Hey, mate, we'll have to leave it there. Hopefully having the best time in uh, Doha. And, um, and yeah, you're having... Um, you know, just um, the best experience. So thank you so much for giving us some of your time. My pleasure, anytime. <laughs> You're a good man. There we go. Adriano Del Monte uh, for being sports and broadcasting soccer and football uh, were all over the world.